It's Monday. It's 7 o'clock. That means the Nate Taylor Show live on 610 Sports Radio. Nate Taylor, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm ready, Carrington. Let's just let's just get to Cincinnati. Um, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I did, man. It was it was nice. The weather was good. Ate way too much. Um, as we all did. Yeah. <laughs> what I, like weirdly, my favorite part was like fried catfish. Yo, you had you had the fried catfish. We had fried catfish. We had oh. fried chicken. Oh wow. I mean, start coming over to Turkey the, to the Taylor home. I didn't know that yeah, was the vibe man, over this there. Is my, this is my sister, man. My sister, <laughs> my that was the vibe. My mom, there. my my wife. It was uh, it was great, man. So no, it was, it was cool. I'm I'm glad that uh that we got to, you know, just have a easy, comfortable win that was just like weird to observe on Sunday, but it does set us up for. A much more important, pivotal, significant game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Um, but I'm, I mean, I, I guess we could talk about them beating a Rams team that I can't really recognize let's outside spend, of the uniforms. <laughs> let's spend ten minutes talking about that. Okay, and then we will move on and we'll never speak on it again. Please, it'll be Men in Black, flashy <laughs> thing. We'll never speak on mm-hmm. it again. So you always at halftime of these games tweet <laughs> out the score and ask you, what do you think? <laughs> yep. And I replied with the video of Bill <laughs> Belichick saying, we're on to Cincinnati, yes. we're on to Cincinnati, we're on to Cincinnati. Yes. At this point, we've watched enough Chiefs football to notice a pattern. Like, what happened against the Colts mm-hmm. will happen next year. I don't know what team it'll happen to, but it will happen again, right? <laughs> How they played against the Rams will also happen next year, too. Yeah. They will know this game doesn't really matter. We're the, be- we the better. They're, they're the better team. As long as we show up, yep. we know we'll win this game. Mm-hmm. Let's leave this game showing as little as possible on film. Let's also try to leave this game as healthy as possible. Yes. That is the only objective. Yes. So I'm not going to ask you any questions about Pacheco running for less than four yards of carry. I'm not going to talk to you about <laughs> red zone issues. None of those. Mm-hmm. We know the Chiefs, when they got to dial in, they can dial in. When they can mess around, they mess around. That was my biggest takeaway. What was yours? Yeah, this is this is kind of reminiscent of that New York Giants game last year um, where, you know, they had lost to Tennessee the week before, and then that actually started their winning streak uh, again because it was in November. Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose in November and in, in, in December um, in the last 26 attempts. But, yeah, like – you make a very good point about just showing up and doing what is required to win, but it's also boring. Um, it's not very creative. I get the sense that, you know, the team tried this approach against the Indianapolis Colts, and they didn't get away with it because it was a road game. I believe the Colts at the time were 0-1-1, so that was kind of like, you know, their first sort of benchmark moment of the season. Um, but they got out of this game healthy because that sets up for obviously what we're going to talk about for the majority of this hour. Um, yeah, Pacheco gets more experience. Uh, Sky Moore, you know, gets more experience, both good and bad, uh, with the special teams, um, issues that he's had as a punt returner. But then he he does show signs of progressing on offense. They didn't really need Juju Smith-Schuster. They they gave him a couple touches just to get him back into a rhythm after missing the game because of his concussion against Jacksonville. 
Um, the defense held them to 10 points. That That's a professional job. You shake everybody's hands. You know, thanks for being a professional. Uh, they didn't give up really any big plays. I don't think that Rams team was capable of putting together a big play. That Perkins kid was as bad of a quarterback as yeah. I can remember coming to Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. That team can't run the I mean, football. we also saw Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis is better than that Perkins kid. <laughs> I don't yes, know if he was close. Dra- he was drafted, but yeah, similar similar type performance. They don't have any wide receivers right now. At all. Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson didn't play in the game. I mean, that, that Rams team <sighs> is one of the worst teams in the league. <sighs> one of I mean. That team would still be Houston. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I mean, line them up. And now we know that Aaron Donald has a has an ankle injury. No, Aaron Donald's perfectly fine. And I don't want to play for this team anymore. If you, the Rams you, were playing you, for something, you, Donald you, you would push through. That, you that's what that was? I mean, I think that's about to happen to Aaron Rodgers in a week. Mm. I think it's going to be this in the best interest of everybody that I sit out the rest of the year. Yeah. So Aaron Donald is reported to have a high ankle spray. Even though he played, I think, I think he finished the game, because um, I, I know guys on the Chiefs were were dapping him up afterwards. So I, I can I can see your point there, Carrington. I I just know that you got to get through these games because you are contractually you are contractually obligated and scheduled to play this game. Uh, it was not the game that was advertised when the schedule came out because, as you mentioned, uh, all the Rams stars on offense were not there. But, look, you know, Mahomes threw for over 300 yards. They moved up and down the field. They were not great in the red zone, although they've been a very good red zone team all season. The biggest thing is they won and they got out of there healthy. The fact that Andy Reid told us today, um, you know, after reviewing the film, saying, hey, we don't have any injury issues. You know, we see if Kadarius Tony will be available in a limited role against Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but everybody on defense – Appears to be healthy and, and into the mix. Um, so that's a good sign. But it just, I don't know if they really had fun, Carrington. Like when I was in the locker room yesterday, I think a lot of guys were like, cool. But also like, we did that because that felt like work. That felt like we had to to work to like, just get through it. And we all have that um, in our careers and jobs. But it felt like a video game that you couldn't sim through. Oh, they like, can't. They can't sim through it. You know what I mean? It. Just yeah, like yeah. you know, like we, we've all played video games uh-huh. before, where you like, I don't really want to play, but <sighs> I want to get to the playoffs. It won't let me skip past it. So, all right, cool. I'll just play it. Like this video game is. I, I'm not having fun playing the game right now. Right. We. I called it on the show. You know, we laugh about this, and I'm like, you know, I'm not. My job is no different than you guys' job. Some days I don't want to be here. You know, <laughs> it'll be 75 degrees outside. My friends are all out having fun. I want to be with them. We call that get to six energy. You mm, just got to get to six. Mm. I felt like the Chiefs had to do the exact get to six. Yeah. This game starts at three. Let's get to six o'clock. It doesn't matter how many points we win by. Nobody remembers that whenever such at the end good, of the season. Such a good point. That's all it is. Just get such to the a good end. Point. Yeah. And, and there are signs that this could be troubling for maybe later in the season, whether that is Sunday in Cincinnati um, or in January, um, there are some troubling signs. So it, it's, I think it's a good thing that the veterans on the team, guys like, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, Patrick Mahomes, Frank Clark, 
you know, Justin Reed, that they all acknowledge that, like, eh, this wasn't our best. And, like, we didn't play, like, a championship team, even though that's what we're aspiring and working towards. But we also won. So that's better than what we did in in Indianapolis. Uh, So there is a little bit of growth there. But also, um, yeah, man, it's a job. And I think they were eager to talk about Cincinnati just as much as, whew, we, we, we did our job. We won the game. It wasn't pretty. Um, but no one's, like, super-duper upset despite, you know, having some very low moments in a, in a comfortable win. They won by 16 points, Carrington. I have to remind – you know how many times I'm reminding myself of that today? Like, oh, yeah, that's right. They won by – they didn't win by a single score. They won by 16 points. This is the point that Spectre made earlier today, and I thought it was a really good point. The Chiefs are Floyd Mayweather – and I think fans want him to be Mike Tyson. So I made the point. Mm. I was like, Chiefs fans want him to be Buffalo. You know what Buffalo would have done? Smoked the Rams yesterday. Would have smoked the Rams yesterday. Would have smoked them. Yeah, given, now, given, given normal circumstances, not the, playing games in Detroit because the weather and the, all that the other The stuff. Bills are the best team in the league when they're playing these kind of teams. They would have beat the Rams 41-3 to yesterday. Yeah. You would have been... Stat, stat patty? Yeah. <laughs> they would have had... You remember that time they... the Earlier this year, right before the Chiefs game, the Steelers. Uh-huh. Smoke. The Chiefs would have never beat the Steelers I mean, like that. Yeah. That's just not who the Chiefs are. And there's, not, there's nothing wrong right, with that. Right, Because the Chiefs are the best team in the league at winning close ball games. Right. If it's going to be a 28-24 game, right. the Chiefs are the best team in the league to win that game. Yes. Um, especially in a more... I mean, I guess they had the <laughs> the whole country got to watch that game based on Fox's time slot. But in a more traditional primetime time slot, whether it's, you know, Monday night, Sunday night, you know, if it is a more, you know, sort of glamorous AFC-type battle, which, by the way, we're going to get uh, next Sunday in Cincinnati. Yeah, they are – it's funny. They've – I think <laughs> one of my favorite parts yesterday, Carrington, because I couldn't really write it in my story in The Athletic, but I, I just sort of chuckle – was we're asking, hey, you know, you guys are really good in the red zone. Like, what happened? Like, why wasn't it working? You know, Trey Smith had the lineman downfield penalty. You know, MVS is dropping passes. Everybody remembers Patrick. Um, In a lack of concentration, throwing a horrific interception. And Andy says, I I don't want to tell you the answer because we play the Bengals next week. Yeah. And we're like, oh, so you're, like, kind of acknowledging that, like, yeah. Yeah, we just got to get through this one. It's kind of like when Belichick said a couple of weeks ago, we didn't really study a whole lot for Zach Wilson. We were getting ready for Minnesota. That's what we were getting ready for Minnesota. Because they on a short week. Yeah, we, we need that game. Minnesota. That's yeah. what we were getting ready yeah. for. I, we, we know defensively what we do is good enough to beat the Jets. We'll get through that. I do want to talk about this, and I promise you I will not ask you another question about this. No, you're good. I will continue. If I'm the only person in the city banging this drum, I'll do it. Their special teams will get them beat. They got to stop. It's something every week. They got to stop. They got to stop That it. fake punt was the most scripted, obvious fake punt I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else the Rams could get going offensively. It's the only thing that could hurt you in that situation was a fake. And the Chiefs looked like they had never seen a fake before. That was the best throw the Rams made all day. Because <laughs> it was on time. Yeah. He, he, it was a great throw. He threw it with confidence, and it was on the money. Had some zip on the ball and everything. <sighs> their, their special teams will get them beat, man. Uh... It's so wild. They are fluctuating so much because, you know, Harrison Bucker has finally had consecutive games, Carrington, where he hasn't missed a kick. Mm. And yet, ain't nobody talking about that because 
Everybody wants Dave Tobe fire. I, I couldn't believe I asked a question on Twitter. Maybe Twitter's not the best representation of, like, all it, Chiefs fans. It rarely is. But they are the most boisterous, and they they want this man gone. Especially dur- you can't during ask the game. Co- you can't ask those <laughs> questions while it's happening. That's why I do it, kids. Yeah, you can't ask those questions in the middle of it happening. How y'all feeling about Tobe yeah, now? <laughs> nothing gets nothing. Chiefs just had a Chiefs just had a muff punt and they messed up a fake punt. Hey, what do you guys th- fire? Fire! Get get this man off my team. Oh, he's one of the best special team coordinators in the league. I don't care. Um, moving forward, because I don't. I was thinking about this, and and I wonder if you feel the same way, Carrie, too. In some ways, I don't ever want them to return another punt this season if you're actually trying to win the games because you have the most talented quarterback. Just fair catch it. Your offensive line is healthy and has been playing really well over this winning streak. Um, you got a collection of receivers, and based on Kadarius Tony's hamstring, like, why don't you save the best he has to offer on offense, even though he does have the ability to make a splash play as a returner on special teams. Sky Moore, we know what he is. Now let's see how how much he can get better between now and, you know, the first playoff game or however they they go into the postseason. Or, hey, let's see how he develops in the Super Bowl if, if he gets those one-on-one matchups um, because the attention is going to be on Juju Smith-Schuster or Travis Kelsey. I just, like, <laughs> Justin Watson is really valuable because he's a veteran who's adequate and doesn't make mistakes. When he's on the field – he knows what he's supposed to do, and he does it at a very high level given he's only been in the league, you know, five, six years. Um, they don't need to they don't need to repunt. They don't need to return another punt this season, Carrington. It's not, <laughs> it ain't worth it. Fair catch it. I don't disagree with you. Let me. the ball go. If it's if it's anywhere beyond the 20, okay, fine. If it, if you gotta go 95 yards, who would you want to do it with more than Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm on your side. Why would, why would we help the other team get the ball on the plus side of the field? Nate Taylor. I know it's the Nate Taylor show. You're preaching to the choir here. Okay. Well, you know. You don't got to convince me. When you ask the questions on Wednesday and mm-hmm. Thursday, you got to convince them. Okay. Why do you guys ever return punts? Just fair catch them Just every time. Just fair catch it. I, I wrote fair a, catch them every time, and you don't need to bring a single kick out of the end zone. I wrote a story in 2018 that was, like, kind of, kind of based on stats, but was also, like, you know, just eye test this sort of opinion. It was just like, don't don't ever punt. Don't use Dustin Colquitt. You have, like, we knew the Chiefs defense at that time was, you know, had some weakiness to it, like you were going to be in shootouts. That's what the 2018 season was. It's like, hey, in the playoffs, don't punt. Just give Patrick Mahomes four chances to get 10 yards or more. Um, and now I might have to write, like, just, just can you just give him the ball to start the possession? <laughs> as wild as that sounds. Just catch it. But it's about the growth of the rookies, and unfortunately, for however often Dave Tobe has had a top 10 special team unit based on DVOA you know, statistics, you know how you weigh things against other opponents, how your special teams either helps or does a disservice to the defense or offense, Isaiah Pacheco's had issues in kickoffs. Sky Moore. Three-month punts, leads the league. Um, you know, even someone like Trip McDuffie giving up the, as you said, hey, watch the fake. All those mistakes have been rookie, you know, related, and those are the players that are on the field for the majority of the time that the Chiefs are on special teams. So to simplify it, don't, don't return it and use more veterans as best you can, which I think is an interesting 
thought process that they that the coaching staff should have. As we get to like December, January, and we're fighting for the one seat, this is me like I'm in the coaching room, but it's just like Deion Bush. I trust him. You know, like, hey, Justin Watson, Marcus Kemp, like use that. Marcus exper- Kemp's still around? He is. Use use that experience to the I best heard, of your ability. I heard that name about four years. I mean, you know, hey, Leo Chanel is probably the best rookie on special teams. Exactly. You know what? I'm done talking about this. Okay. I know it's the Nate Taylor show, but you told me you didn't want to talk about it. We've done it for 15 minutes. Don't I'm over return it. another punt. I'm over it. We're going to take a break. We're going to talk about somebody else who has a tough time holding on to the football, Melvin Gordon. It's the <laughs> Nate Taylor show. You're listening to the Nate Taylor show. Monday nights at seven on your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Sometimes watching these games with Nate, <laughs> it's just so, so funny. So we're watching a, a preview of the AFC Championship game right now on ESPN <laughs> to the Steelers and the uh, and the Colts. Look it's, at Kenny uh, move, man. It's uh, I didn't know that he was such a big fan of uh, Kenny Pickett. I had absolutely no clue. Kenny Pickett so is, much moxie is, is, is engineering a drive right now. Uh, <laughs> it has taken them five minutes to go 30 yards. Uh, it's taken them five minutes. That is not an exaggeration. It has literally taken them five minutes to go uh, 30 yards. So Look. they're uh, putting together a uh, an exceptional drive right now in a preview of the AFC championship game between the Steelers and the Colts. Uh, let's talk about Melvin Gordon. Maybe this is just maybe I'm not good at my job. Okay. Wow. But oh, oh, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, but I'm saying is I, I struggle to really have an opinion about this because okay. I don't think that Melvin Gordon's gonna play all that much for the Chiefs. You know? Hey, you never know. You, you never know. You and I both know. People Stay get, ready, Melvin. People, people get all riled up. How can you bring in that guy? He can't hold on to it. He gonna have six carries. Hey, 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 hey. This feels a lot like Kelvin Benjamin. That's what this feels like. This feels like Kelvin Benjamin, the running back version. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin had three catches. All the time that we spent, we spent talking about a guy who had three catches. He averaged 3.9 yards per carry, and he can't hold on to the football. He is brought in as the ultimate, just in case, case of emergency situation. There, there really is nothing better uh, than a guy that we recognize, that we've all seen play, that we may have, you know, uh, managed on on your fantasy football team. And yeah, and, and that player changes teams in the middle of the season and gets people hyped all the time. But there's, you know, the running back position is violent and uh, injuries accrue over the course of a season. So you could, you could always add a, a, a veteran running back who still might have a little bit of juice left. Um, who knows how to pass protect, who knows how to catch the ball. Honestly, Carrington, like, I think the reason they signed... Melvin Gordon to their practice squad is because he can catch the football. Like, he can just line up and... Can he hold on to the football? Catching it's step one. True. Very step true. Step two is completing the process. You know what I mean? Like They'll, they'll work with him on on, the, on some of the fundamentals of... Because I would imagine... I would assume that's Greg Lewis's, you know... That, you know, the, the Chiefs man, running in the back. For eight years, he has 26 fumbles. There ain't no... He's a fumbler. He's a fumbler. We know what Melvin Gordon is. We know he is a fumbler. Yeah, you just, you just, you're just trying to squeeze all the juice that's left. <laughs> the, 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 
the juice is rotten. The milk's gone bad. It's over. It, it does say something when a, a three and eight team is like, we don't, we don't, we don't. We don't want you. We don't, we don't need your services any longer. They, at, they cut them and they have injuries at the position. <sighs> Javante Williams hurt. Yeah, let, let, you know, Broncos going through the younger options. That's maybe <laughs> be going through the draft <laughs> options, but they can't. They can't go through the draft <laughs> options. Broncos got other problems. They got guys fighting each other. Oh, I, man, what I, a I've, time. I have never seen a defensive player talk to a quarterback the way that that guy was talking to Russell Wilson. In front of everybody. Now that, that I, might happen in the locker room. Yes, that's what, that was my point. You never see yeah. that in front of everybody. You might hear from like a certain guy on the team or like, hey, like in the meeting this week, it was kind of like, you know, dudes were kind of, you know, having having some heart to hearts or telling, you know, other players how they feel. And, you know, that, there's some of that stuff that you can kind of see on NFL films or hot knocks. But like there's other times where it's just like, yeah, man, like, um, I'm pretty sure some of the Jets told Zach Wilson, you you go over there and don't say anything. <laughs> um, but to do it in the middle of a game in front of everybody? You never see that. <sighs> you you never see that. You never see that across the aisle. Uh-huh. You might see a defensive player get on another defensive player. Yep. You might see a quarterback yell at an offensive lineman. Or, you know, we everybody's yeah. seen that video with Jeff Saturday and Peyton Manning going back and forth, right? right. You think that's, you know, like, you're kind of co-workers in that sense. Yes. You never see defensive linemen get off the field. That's like, that's like. Go over to the quarterback and start yelling at him. You never see that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a sales rep kind of giving it to, like, the executive. And you're just like, dog, <laughs> like, what? Um, but when people are that frustrated, um, in a violent sport, like it's understandable, but yeah, they don't now to be fair, I don't think Melvin Gordon wanted to be there either. So it's kind of like, <laughs> I, think kinda, every, I think everybody was ready for that experiment. We kind of like agreed to let this thing go. Um, Melvin here, here's my best, I guess, projection. Yes. He might not play a ton. Um, he would be motivated if he's active against the Denver Broncos later this year because he might get two chances to to play his former team. So, hey. I, I will bet him anytime touchdown if they're playing him. Andy will make it a point to get Melvin Gordon a touchdown. Okay, so. Make it a point to so get we, him a touchdown. So, we agree with that. And then. He might make it a point to get him one fumble, but he will make it a point. <laughs> he will make it a point to get him a touchdown no, in one of those two games. So, I agree, I agree with you there. And also, um, you know, Pacheco's a rookie, so they're not going to give him, like, the same responsibilities as, like, Jarek McKinnon or Clyde and some of the pass protection stuff, like the third down, you know, release out of the backfield, you know, be a be a, be a release valve, be a, be a security blanket to some extent if Pat scrambles or, or just needs to dump it off if everybody's playing deep. Well, Melvin Gordon can catch a pass and make a guy miss or could run through a guy and get additional yards after contact. Um yeah, he can be, I guess, serviceable between the tackles, but I really think it's it's a case where um, you want to have more options. They didn't have a real running back on the practice squad with any real NFL experience. Um, so it's an insurance play. You know, it's almost like Ronald Jones was in that break in case of emergency glass because of Clyde's injury. Now he's on the field. Well, what happens if Ronald gets hurt or Pacheco or, or Jerick McKinnon? Like, it's just someone there. It's just that fourth running back in case of, you know, you need him for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah, I think 
I think Andy Reid will probably get him on the field against the Denver Broncos in one of the two games. And you might be right. He might he might scheme something up for him to uh for him to have a you know an impressive highlight or a touchdown as kind of like, you know, as he really is in the twilight of his career. Like I don't know if Melvin Gordon will be in the league next season. Maybe, maybe he won't. So crazy to say that about dudes that are 28, 29 it's years crazy. old. You know? but it's Running just, back is just, that's the position, man. It's the reality of it. And once he, he was so mad about that money. Well. <laughs> you remember when he was mad yeah, about that money? Once you get to like your third and fourth team yeah, at that position. It's over. Yeah, yeah, no, it's over. You know, you want everybody to have success, but you also understand the realities of just what the, what the hits do to your body, man. So. And um, there's just always a younger you that appears, you know, like. Next year in the draft, there's going to be 25 more young running backs vying for your spot. Quietly, this draft may be loaded with running backs just because coming through, coming from the COVID stuff and the idea of, like, now you have more tape of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could be I think we'll see a, a running back. Get, I think we'll see a running back get taken in round one. I think B. John Robinson is going to be a round he's one really, guy. He's really good. Yeah, I just if, – if you're a team, especially a team picking where the Chiefs could be picking yeah, somewhere late, around there. late in the first round? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I would use the 26th overall pick on mm-hmm. B. John Robinson. I don't have the mm-hmm. issue taking running backs in round one. I would take them where, you know, Ezekiel Elliott or Leonard Fournette got drafted. We never, never going to yeah, never no, never get, get that again. We never going to get a Saquon Barkley again, guys. Never get that again. But, but, like, where, you know, Sony Michelle, where Clyde Edwards-Alaire got drafted, I wouldn't mind taking a running back in that spot. All right, coming up, we will talk about the game this Sunday against Cincinnati. I'm really curious to see how the Chiefs play in a game that we know they've had circled. Mm-hmm. We know this mm-hmm. is a game that matters to them. We know this is a game that they want to play well. This is one of the teams that embarrassed you last season, beat you two times. We got Nate Taylor. It's the Nate Taylor Show. You're listening to The Nate Taylor Show, Monday nights at 7, on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We're having a lot of fun here. It's The Nate Taylor Show, man. Nate, let's start with this, man. Take us through... Your experience watching the second half and overtime of that AFC championship game. Because it's after mm-hmm. the blunder yep. right before the end of the first half. Right. You could sense that there was a little momentum boost for Cincinnati. Hey, you know, it hasn't gone great, but we just got to stop. We're still in this thing. Right. Obviously, there's a turn the final 30, 35 minutes of the game. Just... Take us through your experience, yeah. what you remember about the press box. Take us inside what happened. Um, first Bengals touchdown. Ah, okay. That's fine. You know, these playoff games, they 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 are supposed to be close. Um some fans may forget this, but Legarius Sneed had a quite honestly an amazing interception. And I thought, oh, well, there's the moment. You know, Joe Burrow, um, has done an adequate job in the second half, but he forced one, Snee picks it. Then Patrick gets sacked, I believe. And then you're like, okay, well, now it's a tied game. Okay, that's a bit odd. Didn't necessarily see that. And then they go, okay, well, you know, um, now they're down three. <laughs> what? Uh, I think the moment of darkness was um I think he's still on the team. I will I will look him up here on the depth chart. Um 
because he had kind of flashed at some points during their um during their runs, especially against Tennessee, but BJ B. Hill. It's a screen pass. Um, and for whatever reason, whether Patrick rushes it or just doesn't see BJ Hill, who um, you know, he's a he's a defensive tackle, Carrington. Uh, he is 6'3", 303. That's what he's listed as. Makes an amazing interception. Just snatches the ball out of the air on the on the negative side of the field, the plus side of the field for the Bengals. Um, they get all the way down the field in the fourth quarter, and you're thinking, oh, he's gonna he's gonna throw a touchdown pass. Um, Kelsey is like kind of coming open on that third down, takes a sack, and then you're like, was well, Harrison gonna make this field goal? Harrison makes the field goal. Okay, well, it's, you know, overtime. <laughs> They get the coin toss, which I think some fans may forget too. Like you're you're kidding me. In back to back playoff games at home, you win the coin toss to start to start overtime. Okay, then he throws a pick, and it's like, oh, they lost. It's over. Yeah, they lost. Um, and what was sad, I think, um, for Tyron Matthew, because we've talked about this before, like the idea that like he kind of knew that this. You know, at that point, they they're not gonna resign me. What is gonna be my lasting sort of memory playing with the Chiefs is like, well, it's the lasting memory of, of is T Higgins just, you know, mossing you in the middle of the field to get in field goal range. Um, for you and Traverius Ward, and I think Traverius has told this story, to for you guys to sit on the bench in Arrowhead and be like, So he's gonna make this field goal in overtime. We're gonna lose. We're not going to the Super Bowl and we're not teammates anymore. And it's like, yeah, it goes that quick. Um, and so there's obviously a wave of emotions in all football games, but the way it ended and to be like, did I just watch the most surprising worst three quarters of Mahomes' stretch that I could remember or anticipate? And it's like, yeah. Um, didn't throw the ball to Travis Kelsey much. Threw a basically a 50-50 ball with Tyree Kill and double coverage on third and ten. You know, Carrington, their first two plays against uh, against Cincinnati in, in overtime. You, you remember what those were? Not off the top of my head. Pass attempt to Demarcus Robinson. Because that was the interception. I remember the, the interception was to, to Demarcus Robinson. I remember no, that. To, in overtime? Yeah, the no, long was like it was down. No, that was, was, was Tyreek. Tyreek, okay, okay so I, I got it mixed up then. First down, passes behind Demarcus Robinson, who is open in zone coverage. Second down, they go right back to Demarcus Robinson. Didn't run a great route. Um, and then the third down plays, that's the pass. Yeah, where he's just like, kind of like, I got to do something, and I'm going to throw it up and into double coverage. And look, the Bengals played, you know, the Bengals did something that no one else had really done, which was just drop eight and be like, you're not going to run the football because you just want to dunk on us all game. But you won't take the layups. You won't take those mid-range shots. And they didn't run the football. Um, so it's a uh, – it's one of the it's it's one of the strangest games I've ever covered professionally because I think both teams were like that wasn't what was supposed to happen, um, but yeah I think when B J Hill intercepts a screen pass and the and the Bengals get short just short yardage in a in a comeback attempt it's like well you're helping them come back now, um, and then yeah the idea that like wow. You know, in one week you go from getting the coin toss and doing everything that is necessary to advance to the next round without exposing your defense to all of a sudden um, now you put your defense in a bad position because they got the ball at the middle of the field and all they need is 20 yards to get in field goal range. And their kicker, 
Evan McPherson, give him credit, did not miss the entire postseason. So, yeah, you're done. The, the game's over because all of a sudden your best player had the worst half and overtime you know, period of his career, um, which sets up everything for this season because obviously there's no Tyreek Hill, but it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a chance for Mahomes yet again to sort of further establish himself as, yeah, like he's, he's still the best and great players have, they can have bad moments in the postseason. Just ask anyone who's obviously led a team to a Super Bowl win. Um, but this season serves and Sunday's game in a lot of ways serves a chance for, Hey, just as you said, Coming into the break, they've had it circled on the calendar, and I think Mahomes, um, I don't think he'll have difficulty being motivated against a defense that pretty much has the same guys, B.J. Hill, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, Logan Wilson, Eli Apple, Von Bell, Jesse Bates. They're all the same guys. Yeah, a lot of the same guys are in this game on the offensive side as well, and they're getting a lot of guys back healthy for this game. I can think of three times over this Mahomes run that I thought the Chiefs got kind of shook. I would say the first time was Mahomes' first year starting that I think it was Sunday night on the road against Seattle. Mm. I thought Seattle kind of punched him early on. Yep. The Chiefs kind of had that we ain't winning today energy. Right. The Super Bowl, I think it was a shell shock of, wow, we can't block these guys. These yeah. guys and I'm running little, for my these life. These guys might be a little faster than we had anticipated. I'm running for my life every snap. And I would say that second half against the Bengals, I thought the Chiefs just got a little bit shook. Yep. I thought they got a little bit shook. I don't think they ever recovered in that game from what happened at the end of the first half. I think it was such a bad mental error. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they ever were able to recover over the next 35 minutes or so. And they never had a play that reignited them, right, on offense. Now, I mentioned the the luxurious need interception, uh, but that was the one play on defense they had. There's all, I, I, I respect Nick Bolton a lot for acknowledging just – Matter of factly, dude, I dropped two interceptions in the game. And it's like, yep, yep, yes, you did. You dropped an interception on a tip pass in the first half. And then literally, um, you know, Joe Burrow, for as good as he is in and out of the pocket, moving around, his awareness, he scrambles to his right and throws the ball right to Nick Bolton at the near the sideline. And Nick just drops it. It goes right through his hands. Um, and that's something that stayed with him for much of the season, and now he's catching interceptions, you know. Uh, so they did a better job. And this is where it gets so interesting, Carrington, because the only guy in the secondary back is really LeJarrius Sneed. I know Juan Thornhill was around, but um, he's in a different role this season, and we don't know if he'll play in this game because of his calf injury. Um, but you got Trent McDuffie and Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams they, they haven't faced anybody like Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. This is the offense that the Chiefs defense had to just really acknowledge, along with the Bills, and just say, we got to get better in the secondary. And they took a lot of lessons, I think, from that Bills game earlier this year where, hey, you know, Gabriel Davis got a touchdown. You know, there's going to be times where Stephon Diggs is going to beat you in the middle of the field. Um, how much of that growth will be on display with Jamar Chase on the field, with, you know, T. Higgins, you know, having a really nice stretch right now. Um, because for all the things that, like, the Chiefs have done, to your point, Carrington, they ran routes in the second half of that AFC Championship game where they're like, we know we can beat you. And it's no longer a, hey, this is kind of a big spot. This is to go to the Super Bowl. We've never played an arrowhead before. Oh, I'm just 
I'm just going to beat you now. And my quarterback is just as capable of delivering the ball on time. Um, so how well these cornerbacks play in Sunday's game will be really, really fascinating. But yeah, that that was a moment where Tyron Matthew couldn't 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 summon greatness anymore. Uh, Frank Clark, you know, did not have a good game. Simply put, you know, Chris Jones, who I'm sure we'll talk to later this week, has a missed sack on Joe Burrow, where he has both arms around Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow, um, you know, slips through his fingers and you know gains a first down basically on a scramble. So. It's weird. They've had this season where they've already gone through this before with the Buccaneers, where they had to go back to Raymond James Stadium and sort of exercise some demons, get some sense of revenge back. And they're going to do it all over again. I mean, they don't call it whatever the stadium is now. I guess they have a corporate sponsor, but they're going to go back to the Bengals venue and try not to lose three straight. That's never happened in the Mahomes era. Um, Hey, Bill Belichick gets you once. That's fine. Hey, Trying to beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in, in the postseason, really hard to do. Um, the Bengals, I think, somewhat surprised them in the first matchup last year, and then obviously they collapsed in the AFC Championship game. Um, if the Bengals beat them a third straight time, I don't know, Carrington. That's going to be – that's going to be – that would be a fascinating layer to the rest of the season that I hadn't necessarily anticipated, but it's possible because – Joe Burrow's pretty good, and he has a lot of weapons. And that defense still has the same cast of characters around, and um, the Chiefs are going to have to earn it. But we've seen it earlier this year. Hey, what is this new offense going to look like in Arizona? Uh, they, 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 they scored more than 40. Hey, you got to go back to Raymond James Stadium. You know, this is the first game since, you know, Super Bowl where you got torched. Bengals uh, were playing better football than both of those teams. I think true. that matters. They score 41. I mean, Tampa's just never been consistent. Arizona hasn't been consistent. They Cincinnati's went, playing their best football of right the year now. right now against you, and it's almost the exact mm-hmm. time last year they started mm-hmm. getting hot. They started yep. getting hot at the end of the season. They beat the Chiefs. Yep. They used that momentum to go to the Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams. we got to take a little bit of a break here. Coming up on the other side, we'll continue this conversation. Let's talk health on both sides. You mentioned Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. It looks like the Bengals are about to have Jamar Chase come back, and the Chiefs have a handful of injuries. Where are we at on all of those? It's the Nate Taylor Show on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to The Nate Taylor Show, Monday nights at 7, on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. If you're not watching Monday Night Football, you are missing a classic 6 to nothing right now. They ain't even got the horseshoe on their helmet. The Colts, the Colts look how you... Think the Colts would look? Um, they look like a team that should probably pick seventh in the NFL draft next oh, year. Oh no, Matt Ryan! Matt Ryan just threw an incomplete pass Oof. to the turf monster. Oof. Jeff Saturday got them boys playing right, man. Jeff Saturday got them boys. Whew, got them boys on the up and up, man. You know them speeches. It's a week to week league, Carrington. How you how you how you, you halftime speech? From one week to the next. I know. Man, they can't do this to me on prime time. I used to I used to work there, fellas. <laughs> I was just there three three weeks ago. <laughs> now I'm with you guys. 
Oh, man. Way more way, stressful job. By the way, I'm, I'm somewhat interested in this game because I have the Steelers' uh, defense on my fantasy team <laughs> trying to close it out this week. <laughs> trying to get it done. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Throw us one. All right. I know we don't have a whole lot of time left. Um, let's go through the Chiefs' injuries first. Okay. Kind of update us on where we are. I know mm-hmm. McCole can't play in this one. Right. He's on the IR. Still got a couple more weeks on this. Where are we at with the Chiefs' injury situation heading into Sunday against Cincy? Yeah, so I think the Chiefs are optimistic, um, or my understanding, I should say, is the Chiefs are optimistic that Joe Tooney, the left guard, he did not play yesterday. Uh, they gave Nick Allegretti a chance against Aaron Donald, and he he held up very well. Um you know, Joe Tooney doesn't miss a lot of games, so I'm expecting him to, you know, be back at practice. He missed a couple days last week. Um, so the Chiefs should have their normal five um, for Sunday's game against Cincinnati. Next would be Kadarius Toney. Um, the biggest day will be Thursday. Does he practice Thursday? If he does, then he has a chance to be in a limited role against Cincinnati Bengals. You know, Andy basically said he's, you know, from a precautionary standpoint, kind of day-to-day because of the hamstring um, they want him, obviously, for January. So even if he plays against the Bengals, I wouldn't ask, you know, I wouldn't uh, suggest fans be thinking that he's going to have a big role. You know, can you come in, have a couple snaps, make an impact play or two, and just be a part of the offense? Obviously, Mahomes is going to spread the ball around. Um, defensively, you know, with I think Juan Thornhill is probably the, 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 the biggest question mark. Um, calves are a little bit tricky. Um he really wasn't an option last week. Um, so we'll see if that's the case this week. I, I think that could go either way. Um, with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, it would be it would it would be it would be a positive for the Chiefs if Juan Thornhill's out there. If not, then hey, it's a it's it's a game where Brian Cook, who didn't make a real mistake at all um in last, you know, in yesterday's game against the Rams, but hey, it, it would be a, a chance for him to get some real snaps against high level uh, talent, you know, with the with the weapons that the Bengals have, um, no injuries from from yesterday's game, so that's a good thing. Um, but all in all, I think most guys are going to try to make it work to be back. I just think the biggest question is, does Tony play? And if it isn't, is it in, in it? If it is, is it in a limiting role? And then um, the one guy on defense that's questionable, I would say right now, is is. Juan Thornhill. The frustrating thing about Tony is if it doesn't work in Kansas City, it's not going to be because of a lack of talent. Mm-hmm. He was hurt in Florida. Mm-hmm. He was hurt with the Giants. Yes. Been here less than a month. Mm-hmm. Already dealing with injuries with the Chiefs. And he that did. will be what derails this experiment with Kadarius Tony. And he did say he was fully healthy when he arrived after the trade. So it is re-aggravated or it has flared up again. Um, Andy Reid did confirm that it's the same hamstring. Um, from earlier this season, which would suggest that he was never then fully healthy. Well, you know what I mean. That's I can only I can only no. tell you the things that are you know I can only give you the facts and, and present them as best possible. Oh, I, be- I believe those are the facts, but that's what that would just suggest to me. It just would suggest that he was probably never really healthy then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one guy that uh matters on special teams, Carrington. Since we talked about that earlier, is. Chris Lammons, he was still in the concussion protocol, even though he practiced last week. Um, so he may need uh, Wednesday or Thursday to fully get through the protocol to be back for Sunday's game because he is their best gunner um, on punt return. 
um, and on and just on you know punk covers. But you know, if Chris Lamb is on the field, maybe Trent McDuffie isn't on the field to give up the the, the fake punt pass. Um, so just you know, a, a a minor note, but Chris Lamb is could also be back as well. And again, another veteran for the special team unit, a unit that needs to obviously play better. Are you buying Cincinnati? Is that a team that? Because I'm actually out on the Ravens. They just Ravens lose too many close games to me. They don't have enough weapons either. Like, at some point, Lamar can't do everything. It's just hard to think that you can – if your weakness is losing close games, mm-hmm. you don't win three playoff games. Because you're going to be in two close games. You don't, have right. a, you don't have a track record of winning those. Right. And just do you have the firepower to, to be in a shootout or to make a play in the fourth quarter? And unfortunately um, – when you get in those fourth quarters, the scheme, you, you just got to make plays. You you actually have to have the stars capable of making plays because the team has seen your scheme for three and a half quarters. Uh, even a team like Jacksonville. I buy Cincinnati because they have the experience. Joe Burrow is very good. You know, I called him last year, Carrington, the next generation of Drew Brees. He makes good decisions, gets the ball out, really accurate, can move in the pocket. I don't know, but yeah, I, I buy the Bengals. Even if the Chiefs win on Sunday, I still buy them to make the playoffs. That is the Nate Taylor Show. Take care of yourself. You're listening to the Nate Taylor Show, Monday nights at 7, on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.